When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. 77 WABC Early News presents the Top 5. A 22-year-old suspect in the deadly July 4th shooting outside Chicago captured following a police pursuit. Multiple criminal referrals expected from the House Committee investigating the January 6th riot with former President Trump in the mix. It could be the largest hack in China's history. A hacker claims to have stolen a billion identities from Shanghai police. A shark attack at a Long Island beach temporarily closes some beaches. Well, Joey Chestnut wins the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest despite body slamming an animal rights protester during the contest. Here's everything you need to know. A man wanted in connection with that deadly mass shooting at a 4th of July parade outside of Chicago. Taken into custody last night, six people were killed, dozens hurt. Police announced 22-year-old Robert Bobby Crimmel III was taken into custody in Lake Forest, Illinois, following a short police pursuit. Highland Park Police Chief Lou Jogment. He uh, initiated, uh, attempted to initiate a traffic stop on that subject. That subject did flee. Uh, a brief pursuit uh, was uh, had went on. Uh, ultimately, they were able to get the subject stopped uh, at Wesley and 41 in Lake Forest. Uh, the subject was taken into custody without incident. The shooter opened fire using a high-powered rifle minutes after a July 4th parade began early Monday. The gunman gained access to a rooftop, possibly using a ladder, opening fire. So far in 2022, there have been 308 mass shootings as of July 4th, including this most recent one in Illinois. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 riot could make multiple criminal referrals, including former President Donald Trump. That from the panel's vice chair, Representative Liz Cheney. She said on Sunday as she appeared on ABC News. I have greater concern about what it would mean um, if people weren't held accountable for what's happened here. I, I think it's a much graver constitutional threat if a president can engage in these kinds of activities. Cheney's remarks follow explosive testimony from former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. She detailed being told of Trump's anger when informed by his Secret Service detail. He couldn't accompany protesters to the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Hutchinson's sworn testimony has been questioned by some Trump allies. Secret Service agents in charge of his details say they are willing to testify that Hutchinson's testimony was false. A hacker claims to have stolen records of one billion Chinese residents from Shanghai police. It's possibly the largest data breach in China's history. 
A post on the hacker hotspot breach forums listed the information on 1 billion Chinese national residents and several billion case records for sale to the sum of 10 Bitcoin, or that translates into roughly $200,000. The poster using the name China Dan on Sunday said the trove of information included names, addresses, birthplace, national ID numbers, mobile numbers, all criminal case details as well. The post remains unverified. It has drawn immense interest within China and abroad. Users on China's Weibo and WeChat platforms express great concern and distress about the truth of the claim. One reason the breach may have contained so much information is that the Shanghai police would have access to a national data sharing system that provides access to more information than a regional police authority would have otherwise. Swimming resumed Monday at a couple of Long Island beaches after a lifeguard participating in a training exercise at Smith Point Beach was bitten in the chest by a shark Sunday, temporarily shuttering some beaches. The shark was reportedly between four and five feet long. The injured lifeguard was taken to Southside Hospital for sutures, according to Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone and his home recovering now. Blount said somebody spotted a shark as well after the morning bite, but it wasn't clear if it was the same shark that attacked the lifeguard. Some beachgoers told NBC New York that shark sightings keep them out of the water on the 4th. Yeah, yeah, me and my friends, we want to have a good 4th of July today on the beach, and we saw, I saw a notification on my phone, but I thought, you know what, let's not let this scare us. Let's just have a good time today. And lifeguards will continue to monitor the beaches with things like drones, paddle boards, and personal watercraft in addition to monitoring from the shoreline. Well, yeah, he did it again. Joey Chestnut chomped his way to the top of Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest Monday. Chestnut ate his way to a record-setting 15th victory at the annual 4th of July competition, although he was interrupted briefly by an animal rights protester that he ended up body slamming. The 37-year-old gobbled down a total of 63 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. That's a far cry from the record 76 he devoured last year. With 63 Nathan's famous hot dogs and buns for his 15th championship, The number is still eviscerated. That of Chestnut's closest competitor, Jeffrey Esper, by 20 hot dogs. Chestnut's odometer performance came despite a brief interruption by an animal rights protester who rushed him at one point during his competition. The bizarre disturbance lasted only a few seconds before Chestnut body slammed the man out of the way. Today, partly sunny skies are high up to 84. We do have a 30% chance of showers mid to late afternoon winds to 15 miles per hour. There's a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms overnight with mostly cloudy skies. Wind gusts to 26 miles per hour, clearing in time for tomorrow. Mostly sunny skies Wednesday and a high of 85. Right now we have 73 degrees, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Two Philadelphia police officers shot during 4th of July fireworks events in Philadelphia. One of these officers is a 36-year-old Philadelphia police highway patrol officer. He found the bullet still lodged in his bloodied hat. The second officer, a 44-year-old Montgomery County bomb unit officer, was shot in his shoulder. 
The officers were shot just before 10 p.m. near the Parkway Welcome America Festival in Philadelphia. Both of these officers were taken to Jefferson University Hospital in stable condition, according to Philadelphia police. A large crowd that gathered for the party on the Parkway concert and fireworks shows ran away from the scene as police evacuated the area. So far, no arrests have been reported and police have not said what sparked that gunfire on the 4th. President Biden and a handful of former presidents commemorated the 4th of July on Monday in various ways. Former President Donald Trump wrote on his Truth Social account, Happy 4th of July, also noting that it's not looking good for our country right now. The former president pointed to high inflation, the ongoing Russian invasion in Ukraine and stock market turmoil, saying none of these terrible events would have happened if I were president. Meanwhile, former President Clinton retweeted a clip of previous comments he made. Our democracy must be not only the envy of the world, but the engine of our own renewal. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. Clinton reiterated those sentiments in a tweet, including the clip, and former President Obama used his July 4th post to urge Americans to recommit to fighting for democracy. The Jimmy Carter Presidential Library, meanwhile, tweeted multicolored artwork of the Statue of Liberty. Representative Ilhan Omar, a member of the squad, smiled through a chorus of boos and jeers. This happened during a Somali music festival in her home state of Minnesota over Independence Day weekend. Omar made an appearance at a concert at the Target Center in Minneapolis on Saturday night, and a viral video shows that much of the crowd wasn't happy to see her. Some videos show people chanting, get out, as the congresswoman, at the congresswoman, and telling her to get the F out of here. Omar, one of the two Muslim women in Congress, was at the concert Saturday to present an award to the singer who was performing for the first time in the U.S. The concert also occurred the day after Somali Independence Day, which is on July 1, and celebrates unification of the trust territory of Italian Somaliland and the British Somaliland on the same day in 1960, which formed the Somali Republic. Well, protesters there in Akron, Ohio, heated protests broke out in downtown Akron Sunday, raging late into the night. That after police released graphic body camera video showing black DoorDash delivery man Jalen Walker being shot dozens of times as he tried to flee a traffic stop. Part of the shooting there and demonstrations have been held around Akron, Ohio, since the June 27th police shooting of Walker, but intensified Sunday after cops released that video. Akron Mayor Daniel Horrigan called it heartbreaking. And family friend Karen Ingram spoke to ABC News 5 in Cleveland. It's like deja vu, and every time you turn around, you're seeing it on TV, you're seeing it, but until it hits home, that's when it's so bad. Video captured cops dressed in riot gear and carrying shields, confronting demonstrators who could be heard chanting, F the police, justice for Jayland, and we are done dying, according to News 5 Cleveland. 
Other videos depicted police officers deploying what appeared to be a dozen canisters of tear gas in an attempt to disperse the crowd after someone had knocked over barricades around the Akron Justice Center, according to WKYC. Well, California Governor Gavin Newsom launched a Golden State ground attack in Florida on Monday. Newsom released an ad urging Sunshine State residents fed up with Republican Governor Ron DeSantis to pack their flip-flops and head west. Newsom bought $105,000 worth of spots that began airing on Fox News in Florida. The campaign spurring chatter about a potential 2024 presidential run, especially if Joe Biden opts not to seek a second term. The ads also cranked up the temperature on the nation's fiercest gubernatorial rivalry. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, but we still believe in freedom. And while the 30-second spot doesn't mention DeSantis by name, actually Newsom takes aim at several of DeSantis's legislative actions, including Florida's ban on critical race theory, prohibition of instruction related to sexual orientation and gender identity in the state's 15-week abortion ban. DeSantis's aides fired back. They tweeted out a squalid quartet of pictures showing various California homeless encampments and a trash-strewn beach. DeSantis's re-election campaign also mocked Newsom's attempted relocation drive. Russia claimed control Sunday over the last Ukrainian stronghold in an eastern province that is key to achieving a major goal of Moscow's grinding war in Ukraine. The general staff of Ukraine's military reported that its forces had withdrawn from Lyshank in Lushank province. President Vladimir Zelensky acknowledged the withdrawal but said the fight for the city was still raging in its outskirts. If confirmed, Russia's complete seizure of Lushank would provide its troops with a stronger base from which to press their advance in the Donbass region, a region of mines and factories that President Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, of course, is bent on capturing in a campaign that could determine the course of the entire war that began back on February 24th when Russia invaded Ukraine. 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Yes. Hi, Deb. Happy Tuesday. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Back in business here following the long 4th of July weekend as the Mets gave New Yorkers something extra to celebrate yesterday with a 7-4 victory over the Reds on our nation's birthday. After a three-run second inning to get things going early, thanks in part to a Brandon Nimmo two-run blast. Cincinnati starter Hunter Green was able to calm the Metropolitan Bats for a couple of frames before Francisco Lindor stepped to the dish in the fifth to give the orange and blue a lead that would last. That's drilled to deep right field. Forget that. Lindor gives the Mets the lead. He cranks one into the seats in right field. Number 13 for Francisco Lindor, and it's 4-3 to three New York. That call courtesy of Gary Cohen and SNY. The solo shot would put New York up 4-3 to three at the time, and they'd eventually pull away with three additional runs in the next two innings. Taiwan Walker registers the win on the road for the Mets, improving his season record to 7-2 and two overall to go with an impressive 2.86 ERA. Get your popcorn ready for this evening's matchup in Cincinnati as the right arm of Max Scherzer is primed to make its return on the bump for the Mets tonight, going up against the Reds' Nick Lodolo. First pitch is set for 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. Let's head across town to check 
check on the Bombers as well, who were out barbecuing yesterday with the rest of America as they enjoyed a rare July 4th off day. They'll be back in action tonight in Pittsburgh to get a short two-game interleague series underway with the Pirates. Jameson Tyone is set to toe the slab against Pittsburgh's Jose Quintana. First pitch in the Steel City is set for 7.05 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, what would be a 4th of July sports review without a check-in on the glizzy goat Joey Chestnut who, despite a bummed leg, was able to fend off a rogue protester as well while capturing his 15th 4th of July hot dog eating contest by eating 63 franks and buns. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellig on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. I'm looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies, our highs 84. We have a 30% chance of showers after 2 p.m., winds to 15 miles per hour. Overnight, mostly cloudy, with a 60% chance of rain showers or thunderstorms and wind gusts to 26 miles per hour, clearing For Wednesday, mostly sunny skies. Tomorrow, the high 85. Right now, 74 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning to kick off a holiday-shortened trading week. Markets were closed for the 4th of July. In the last session on Friday, the closing bell saw the Dow Jones average finish up 321 points. The S&P added 19 points, and the Nasdaq rose 99 points. U.S. airline delays eased on Monday as weather improved a relief for travelers and airlines as the July 4th holiday weekend came to an end. According to FlightAware, as of Monday afternoon, about 1,200 U.S. flights were delayed and 183 were canceled, down from nearly 4,700 delays and more than 300 cancellations a day earlier. This year through July 3rd, 2.8% of the more than 4.1 million flights scheduled by U.S. airlines were canceled. That's up from 2.1% of the more than 4.7 million flights scheduled in the same period. A Charles Schwab survey says residents of San Francisco need to have a net worth of $1.7 million to be financially comfortable. It puts the tech hub at the top of the list for American cities with the highest wealth threshold. Runners-up included New York City, which requires $1.4 million, Southern California with $1.3 million, and Washington, D.C. at $1.1 million. The United States Postal Service plan to raise stamp prices and other items is taking effect on July 10th. The price of a forever stamp will rise from 58 cents to 60 cents. The Postal Service says the price hike, which raises the cost of first-class mail by 6.5%, is still lower than high inflation rates. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the cost of all goods is up 8.6% over the past year. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures, the down the red down 179 points at 30,882. The S&P is down 25 and a half. The Nasdaq's fallen 98 and a quarter. Gold's up 50 cents an ounce at $1,801.90. Crude oil up 56 cents a barrel at $108.99. The WABC Early News. What you're hearing there, the reopening of St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church. It coincided with America's July 4th Independence Day celebrations. The church, the only house of worship demolished on 9-11, held an emotional consecration service Monday in the shadow of the 9-11 Memorial. The day was two decades in the making. 
St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church officially reopened a block away from its original location, this time as a national shrine. Mark Airy spoke to CBS New York about the church's opening. I can tell you I was here last night, yesterday. Everybody who came in started crying, literally bawling. We've waited for this for a very long time. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. The reopening was jeopardized as construction stalled and private donations dried up. But in 2019, the Friends of St. Nicholas was established to raise and better manage funds to complete this project. A monument honors the first soldiers who entered Afghanistan starting the war in response to 9-11. It also physically marks the location where the church once stood. The Macy's 4th of July fireworks 2022 in New York City on the East River this year. Nearly 3 million spectators were on hand as fireworks lit up the night sky over the East River in New York City. No major incidents reported. The fireworks were launched from five barges spaced along the river visible from Brooklyn, Manhattan and Queens. The 77 WABC Early News spoke to Will Koss, who is the display's executive producer. We have a unique opportunity uh, each year to uh, to celebrate family, to celebrate community, to bring a bit of joy. Our our jobs um, on the fourth and uh, on parade day are to uh, to create a moment for people to to sit back, to relax, to enjoy um, a little bit of of entertainment. More than 48,000 shells and effects were launched between East 23rd and East 42nd Streets. This year's show saw 1,900 shells a minute launched. The Macy's fireworks show has been a tradition since 1976. On the city, man was shot critically wounded walking across a Queens street in broad daylight on the 4th of July. According to the NYPD, this gunfire erupted at 208th Street and 116th Avenue in Cambria Heights around 310 in the afternoon. This unidentified victim in his 30s shot in his hip. The man was taken to LIJ in critical but stable condition. The victim was found right in the middle of the street. It wasn't immediately clear if he was actually the intended target. The gunman fled the scene in an unknown direction. So far, no arrests. And yet another shooting to tell you about this morning during the early news. Gunfire erupted right outside the Christian Dior boutique in Soho on July 4th, wounding the boyfriend of an NYPD employee. A 27-year-old was sitting in a gray Honda sedan right in front of the high-end shop at 105 Green Street and was struck during this drive-by shooting around 5 p.m. Police say that the shooter fired from inside of a white BMW with New Jersey license plates that pulled up alongside the Toyota. The victim ended up being shot in the right underarm and was rushed to a nearby hospital by his girlfriend. The girlfriend is a civilian employee of the NYPD, but on extended leave, an investigation continues. So far, no arrests reported. Police, though, have arrested a 17-year-old in connection with a drive-by shooting last Thursday in Newark, New Jersey, which left nine people hurt. All of the shooting victims are expected to survive and were treated at area hospitals. Here's Newark Mayor Ross Baraka. Unfortunately, uh, this was a very violent and troublesome incident. Uh, that we are uh, taking very, very, very seriously, not just the incident itself, but uh, the circumstances that led to the incident. The suspect faces charges of receiving stolen property, obstruction of the administration of the law, and resisting arrest. The team's name not yet released because of his age. The shooting happened outside of a grocery store in the 200 block of Clinton Place. 
Police say that a white Honda Pilot stolen out of Jersey City was used in that drive-by. Tragedy over the holiday weekend. An eight-year-old child drowned in a backyard pool in Wallkill, New York. According to police, Wallkill Deputy Chief Antonio Spanos also said that a man was found alongside this pool. He remains hospitalized in critical condition. This is the latest tri-state drowning highlighting water safety. Just last week, two 13-year-olds, Ryan Wong and Daniel Persaud, were with a group of friends along Jamaica Bay when they fell into the water and were swept away. Wong survived while his friend Persaud did not. Last month, another two-year-old boy drowned in a backyard pool in Rockland County as well. Well, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul has scrapped an executive order issued by her predecessor, disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The order sought to prevent state-funded service providers from paying excessive salaries to top executives. Cuomo's 2012 edict capped executive salaries for thousands of non-for-profit providers at $199,000. Salaries could only get bumped with a waiver or approval from the state budget director. The rule also ordered recipients of state assistance to pay no more than 15% of funding on administrative overhead. At the time, Cuomo complained about an unnamed service provider that received 99% of its revenue from government contracts and whose chief executive received $3.2 million in compensation. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Partly sunny skies. Today are highs 84. There is a 30% chance of showers after 2 p.m. Winds to 15 miles per hour. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies. The chance of rain increases to 60%. A chance of showers or thunderstorms. Wind gusts to 26 miles per hour. Clearing in time for Wednesday, mostly sunny skies. The high 85. Right now, 74 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Well, Amber Heard's attorneys are asking a judge to toss out the $10.35 million verdict against her and ex-husband Johnny Depp's defamation lawsuit. According to court documents obtained by E.T., Heard's lawyers filed a post-trial motion on Friday, claiming that the evidence presented in the case didn't support the verdict. It also raised concerns that one of the jurors had not been properly vetted. In this motion, Heard's lawyers slammed the jury's decision to award Depp $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages, calling the amount excessive and indefensible. The judge in the case reduced the compensatory damage awards to $350,000 per a legal state cap. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.